Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Raj Naik's talk show Fridays Live features high-profile guests from various walks of life who engage in a free-flowing and inspiring chat with him. Welcome to Fridays Live with me Raj Naik. I have with me someone who walks the talk, who believes in being her authentic self and is willing to use her celebrity status and lend her voice for equality and justice. My guest this evening is an accomplished singer, musician and a producer. Please welcome Sona Mahapatra. Sona, welcome for agreeing to be on this live chat. A pleasure and uh, Raj, we forgot that uh, we decided upon this label of pop star. Because in India, there doesn't seem to be any understanding of <laughs> any musician star. We think it's all about actors and cricketers. But yeah, I think musicians have always uh, held a very special spot in the heart of Indian people. I think the Indian public is in fact amongst the most matured when it comes to appreciating even the most complex of music in its mainstream. Because I think the one thing I like to place and start off by saying is that it is only our culture and country that has some of its biggest superstars in the mainstream, musician superstars, who are in fact classical musicians, you know. So, be it at the times of Lataji to Muhammad Rafi to, you know, even the Shreya Ghoshals and I mean Shankar Mahadevan, they are all classically trained and your Arijit. so many names and there is no other uh, culture like ours because anywhere else in the west you would be slotted in a you know niche of like a pavarotti is a opera singer he could not find himself a place next to say uh, beyonce but in india i think we have a very mature evolved audience when it comes to music although i would have a list of other <laughs> concerns with the current music scene but more about that later yeah, yeah. Uh, do i have you Yeah, you have me. You have me. I mean, you have me. No, which uh, is why I, I like to take claim, saying you know there are enough people on social media, in particular, to try and show you your place. I'm sorry, interrupted, but mafios ke liye. But you know they go by the numbers on social media to determine what your reach is. To me, I've uh, figured in the last few months. Thankfully, this matchbox of uh, you know uh, palace of matchboxes has been crumbling and things have been coming to the forefront uh, i've always felt that when i land up in a concert and 2 lakh people show up or you know a lakh of people show up to listen to you and your music and your storytelling for over 3 hours that's where you determine the love that the country has for you and it's not necessarily the millions of followers that people are trying to uh right now show on social media which as we've discovered in the last few months uh is very uh, it's it's out in the open that most of our celebrities seem to have uh, as many real followers as they have uh, you know mechanical ones but yeah let's talk about happier things than that yeah i'm going to i'm i'm not going to let you go out on that i'm i'm going to come back to that uh but on the pop star part you are a pop star i didn't mention pop star because uh in the post that i put up i mentioned pop star so i said let me not try and be repetitive and i must apologize to you i am not tech savvy so i pressed the wrong button so we had to you had to rejoin this uh uh live chat uh you spoke you just mentioned about pavarotti and things like that but you know whilst on one end pavarotti has not got the same kind of a thing like a beyonce on the other end i mean i happened to go to london in for the world cup in 1999 uh, and uh, I was offered a ticket, and I, at that moment, I didn't even know who Pavarotti is. But uh, I went for his concert, and people would give an arm and a leg to get it, you know. And and it wasn't cheap either. So, so I think each one carves their no, own space. No, absolutely. Space. My comment, my comment was not on Pavarotti. I feel uh, nobody, my heroes, if you ask me, I would say, you know, Kumar Gandharv. I would say Girija Devi. I would say, I would give you a list of people whom I would. give my arm leg and much more to be in the presence of and uh, the comment is on the audience that uh, the fact that we also have made this bridge where the mainstream in the past at least has had some of the most evolved literate 
uh, minds writing for uh, the mainstream in terms of their poetry and you know we've had truly progressive minds or poets so to say in our mainstream apart from the fact that the vocalists are not average vocalists or a pop singer in one sense would almost be uh, not a, way, a great compliment to me and i thought we must talk about that too because <laughs> it's interesting yeah because pop is halka fulka light you know kuch pani 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 nursery rhyme galiya to nikal gaye because there are beats there's lot of lot of people propping you up to look fantastic and beyonce is actually the bad, a bad example because she's fantastic she's a great vocalist she's a very accomplished higher order vocalist uh, but you know there was a madonna who did a lot but i wouldn't say too much about her singing skills you know so that was the pop star of your but right now the fact that india has always celebrated even the most complex and uh, most you know layered of music in the mainstream is credit to us and our audience is the point i was making not to say that pavarotti is a superstar and he is probably uh, he and his skill i mean they are the legacy and the heritage of a particular culture which uh anyway more more about that because yeah. i just watched this very interesting documentary last night you know it's almost like a historical essay by this uh, lady called lauren she's a photographer called uh, the wealth generation and it was very interesting uh, uh, comment on the you know the decay of uh, what basically the uh, you know what what do you call it capitalization the globalization of cap, uh, the capitalist world i mean culture is doing to well everything art and pop culture and i mean so uh, she makes a commentary on the us but right now we seem to be looking westwards for all our understanding even of politics like in india i feel a larger section of my uh, brethren seem to understand the right and left uh to be the same in the us as it is in india when i have recently had time to figure that no that's not true we cannot do a copy paste of our understanding of uh what those political sides are there versus here because here is a totally different biotope altogether the history is different the context is different and uh, it's important to I mean bring in some amount of nuance in our public discourse because right now it seems to be just black and white you know you yeah, choose a I, side and you stick to it and you only believe in that and just want to see the other as the evil and one as you know where you are or whatever you have chosen to be somehow all right so you're listening to a sojcast original original after this browse a lineup on the sojcast app Maybe another search will capture your imagination there. Now let's get back to this search cast. Yeah, I mean I I noticed that. I mean one of the things I noticed is I have been following you on Twitter and I did see uh recently on various issues you took a completely different stance to what unexpected. one unexpected unexpected thing and I also saw that people com- commented on it and uh, yeah but but that's what uh, that's what they being your me all the blue ticks the entertainment industry those journalists who are like you know uh, it's like you have to say one thing and suddenly you are branded you become a sanghi you become an islamophobe you become god knows what those labels and to me i'm like you are just as bad as the worst on the side that you seem to think are the devils you know because the worst on each side seem to mirror each other and actually carbon copy of each other uh, because they are quick to judge and quick to label you and then their ears are shut and i'm talking about and which is why i saw these huge numbers and i said okay uh they're not worth having in my and it still it hurts because yeah, i am willing to be friends with <laughs> no I, i no but that's why when i introduced you i said who believes in being an authentic self you know i meant i meant <laughs> that actually and i'll come back to uh, what's happening uh, politically in this country but before that uh let's i want to start with your music because uh, yes please you, more you, of music please there are very few people who even bother to discuss music or culture or art so i'm almost very thinking oh god people will leave unless you start this masaledar uh, you know polarized no. conversation i'm like okay no, that, i don't care let's talk music no, raj no, i love that's not the intent the, the intent is you know and i really mean it i mean i i noticed that somebody you did mention uh uh that the custodians of our heritage uh when it they really nobody is actually doing anything to preserve the the indian roots the indian culture the indian 
especially when it comes to music and arts and crafts and uh, even the media you mentioned doesn't give it enough space yes so recently you put a uh, re- recently you put a hashtag uh, i don't know uh, something called why kill the musicians what was that all about well i think uh, the musician fraternity and the creator community when it comes to music the lyricists the composers even the best of singers have been going through one of the worst phases ever uh, in the history of you know the in the recent many decades and i am specifically talking about i mean let me not pretend to i will get to the fact that we have we've had a pandemic we've had folk musicians dying we've had no patronage we have had we have no uh, you know like support structure like the west which gave out you know whole amount of grants understanding that artists need support in this time and artists play a very invaluable role when it comes to preserving the heritage of our country but here there are so many have nots that the and i'm always willing to understand that the priorities uh, are totally you know in a different space but i was here specifically even talking about the industry here in mumbai um, where for the last many years it has been a complete downslide when it comes to the whole creator community uh, we have the monopolies of a couple of music labels uh, and uh, it it it's been a complete spiral downwards because it started with a, a con- you know this particular uh, government in fact played a very important role when sushma swaraj ji was i mean uh, the late sushma swaraj ji she played a very important role in uh, bringing up this whole aspect of the copyright amendment and to bring intellectual property into discussion in the parliament and to therefore bring back some rights for authors and composers and you know creators uh, but uh, as a pushback the label decided that uh, they will find obviously insidious ways to ensure that uh, no such uh, no such thing comes into play in india because there is no concept of real royalties or residuals or intellectual property and and they decided to get vengeful saying we will stop working with uh, people of any particular caliber we will just keep it within the few who can sign up to our slavery clause and uh, it's just gotten worse over the last few years there is no new music being made or commissioned uh, film music is mostly about remixes and regurgitated music uh, so it's it's been and you know everybody uh, is becoming a singer whether they can sing or not and there has been a dumbing down of the whole uh, ecosystem and biotope and i can only hope that uh, well when things go hit rock bottom they can only go up but right now i have just come back from hyderabad and i'm relieved that i sang a telugu and a tamil film song and i was i'm happy to share that uh, in the south there yet remains a certain process in which music is made there is a respect accorded to the creators and to the musicians there is a thriving and uh, you know there's a pride in making original songs for narratives in films and here except for a very rare few like a sanjay leela bhansali it's been completely uh, on a different space for a long time you know i mean music as we consumed it has in any case changed the streaming platforms uh, that are right now where you find the music is occupied by a very very young uh, 18 to 27 years old kind of a target audience the rest of the people who you would think uh, uh, you know would also want music in their lives um, i don't know where the patronage is in terms of even understanding that how does a musician even get by i am amongst the fortunate ones who has in a certain time managed to monetize my talent uh i have worked very hard to be able to do so because i have not left it just to complaining i am a producer as i've mentioned i'm a music producer i run my own studios uh you know i found partnerships which let me do uh, things beyond just sing on stage or wait for that playback opportunity uh but if anybody in india listening in cares about music and musicians i would like to place this question to you how exactly do you think that a musician gets by when everybody wants to consume music for free to start with when it comes to the audience too you know we uh, want all our content for free music definitely for free nobody wants to pay for music there is no culture of uh, ticketed concerts where you actually 
show your respect for a person's craft and a lifetime of learning and what they present to you uh you know so it's all basis maybe some weddings private events or some sponsored shows so this and it also comes down to of course infrastructure we don't have that many live venues and musical venues the government in most parts of the country does make it very difficult to have a live music scene there are such huge entertainment taxes in mumbai for example that first of all we have very few places where we can have live live concerts and they used to be arranged because some brave people wanted to kill themselves and change a make a culture of live concerts and live musicianship and now that's practically dead and that happened much before the pandemic and the pandemic of course has made sure that everybody is very of uh, you know being in crowds i understand that but it's the worst most depressing phase for musicians and it almost is a message is like it's a death knell it's like uh, you don't have to make anything new uh, we can just get by with whatever was made in the past and put a beat onto it get a rapper maybe to say a few puerile lines and not the real rappers it's a punjabi guys you know who are ruling the roost and hats off to the great uh, ecosystem that they support each other with but beyond a point it can't be the only color or the only flavor in the ice cream store so the store is right now i think it's yeah. it's going through its worst phase and maybe yeah, i have really overdone no, the no people no, might okay. not that's even okay. understand mine you're passionate yeah. about it and you're speaking so it's fine i mean it's totally understandable <laughs> so i mean who uh, cares i keep telling <laughs> music sells everything it sells election campaigns it sells a toothpaste it sells a film it gets bums on the seat for films it it sells everything you know and uh, we don't even think about so what do we want to pay the musicians for this because uh the chain out here in the industry is extremely like exploitative when it comes to music creators sorry yeah. sorry let's let's no, get that's on that's fine that's fine i mean i think you made your point and i'm sure people who are listening will get the message you're listening to a sojcast original original after this browse a lineup on the sojcast app maybe another soj will capture your imagination there now let's get back to this sojcast moving forward what i want to ask you was uh, now with you know social media and things like spotify and things coming in has things changed has it got a little more democratized and also what i've seen of late is a lot of uh, indie music coming out from even from certain like universal and things like that you know i think we are going through a transition phase i can only hope that things are getting better but uh, musicians uh, when it comes to indie music mostly occupied by rich kids who can afford to string strum a guitar make music and i mean their parents were anyway sending them to study liberal arts or acting in new york or somewhere else and you know so now they could put those 3 4 crores into creating songs and you know legitimize i mean so yeah there are wonderful artists even there i wouldn't take away from that yeah, but yeah. I, the so question sona, still is the question so, still is yeah so now i'm going to interrupt you uh, yes what do you think is the solution because i i yes. i i understand where you're coming from and i totally agree with you and there's a lot of talent in this country and you see that on some of our reality shows and things like yes. that yes. what do you think is the solution i mean if you were tomorrow asked okay give us a solution what is yes. it that one thing you would say that the government i would give you a lot of bullet points and not meander like i have been right now because i have to yeah. I'm yeah, because with the bullet points. Just at all, and also because I want to get to know more about you rather than you know. So yes, of course. Yeah. So yeah. to start with, Raj, um, when the internet came into being, it was about democratizing the process. We all felt the middleman was, uh, uh, in a sense, eliminated, and we could directly interact with our audiences. Uh, so the first thing I would say is, wait, YouTube, beat Facebook, beat whatever, to treat. but now what has happened over time you see that all the leading pages the trending uh uh releases are all uh based on the power off. of the big studios the big monies the big labels who can support it with crores so it's no more very democratic an algorithm unless you promote it with money a song doesn't really reach out naturally for example so to start with i would like to uh, put this message out to the corporates you know where the who are running these platforms that they must have a certain segment of their bandwidth you know reserved for uh, promoting new talent upcoming artists new music and the anr has to ensure that uh, there is a certain churn that is happening in a very fair uh, way for everybody to be able to uh, succeed and not just the big labels and the big fa- six families that run the 
you know industry out here uh secondly when it comes to the audience i would say that the audience itself needs to start seeking and discovering music you know radio stations have to have a slot where they help you discover new talent and not just uh, have the same old complaint of license fees are huge so we can only play it safe and play those 10 songs that are getting promoted the media itself has no space for art music and culture i've said this over and over again there has to be some slot for upcoming artists or new songs or you know i am talking about music but there is a lot of artistry even outside of music and i think we all deserve a bit more of cheer and joy in our life which art and music brings us and there doesn't yeah. seem to be any slot in the media for uh, this particular aspect and wherever yeah. i get a chance i park it there and yeah. when it comes to musicians themselves i think i have to bring it back to us i for example cannot get comfortable that i live in this beautiful two story home in bombay and i drive a fancy car and i can just count on the next i need to also you know i i am working on uh helping other upcoming artists i have a studio help them record demos and i need to keep putting out music outside of the realm yeah. of you know the safe and tried and tested okay. bollywood and i do that so yeah. there's no question of uh so yeah it's a complex yeah. and yes for the government and authorities where is your support the culture ministry why is the culture ministry first of all in such a 1.3 billion 130 crores that we kept heard hearing you know pm gave the speech and i was like wow 130 uh crore of people we don't even have an independent music industry it should it's just a subset of a film industry we should be ashamed why is the culture ministry first of all tied in with the tourism ministry such a big country when we are talking about civilizational pride this and that should we not be worried about parking aside some resources uh you know when it comes to uh, music and the creation of music and all of that so i think yeah there's a role to be played uh, by everyone and the government yeah. including uh you know infrastructure seems to be the yeah. big focus in no, the budget yeah. i am yeah. telling our infrastructure even for joy and happiness in our lives when it comes to live venues and you must yeah. think it is woman's gone mad because she's had too much coffee that's true no I'm that's fine steroids. that's fine so so i i want to understand uh, your own journey i mean your own musical journey how did you become a artist i mean how did you get into music i mean was it in your family what what is it so i i come from a uh, my father was a naval officer uh and we moved um every two years from place to place but the one thing that my mother ensured was we had three she had three daughters i mean they had three daughters and she was very clear that we must have a cultural uh you know education you know despite the fact that we lived very itinerant lives we were moving and there was no stability in our schools but music teacher wo hamesha ke rakhi i am trained in hindustani classical music although nobody ever thought that music is going to be a professional uh, choice uh, you know to make it your profession it was more about uh, a cultural grounding and you know music that de-stresses you and which you can ask your bachcha to sing in the uh, you know drawing room saying aaj ek ghazal galo kal geet galo kabhi ek bandish galo but uh, i feel very blessed for that education we went on to uh, me and my elder sister used to continue that study where i did my visharad in hindustani classical music from the bhatkandi school but parallelly i was academically uh, quite inclined not that it was just some kind of a pressure i enjoyed my studies i was in fact preparing for the iit je i wanted to go to the best of the institutes to uh, become an engineer the driving thing being that um, i wanted to be independent and uh, all said and done the pre- the understanding i had of my family was if i did a simple graduation it would not accord me a hostel or an exit from home and i desperately wanted to fly out and this <laughs> might upset the family institution ka lovers i have uh, always question this institution of family to be honest uh, so i don't take anything at its face value and i was like i need to get out of home and the only way i can do it is if i join a technical college only then will they afford me a, you know uh, so and those are the colleges that had scholarships so i went on to do an engineering degree uh, raj but i pursued my music parallelly i i was on stage all the time i was representing my state my and i was always i got my greatest high when i was on a live stage the bigger the crowd the better it became for me 
and uh, you know you gain a certain reputation in the circles that you are and then you come to know that okay this is where my actual calling is uh, i never had the dream ki mujhe bombay aake playback singer banna hai um, i wanted to be the face uh, that is facing my audience so to say i wanted to be connected engaged with my audience very directly and that happens only on the live stage you're listening to a sojcast original after this browse a lineup on the sojcast app maybe another soj will capture your imagination there now let's get back to this sojcast so when you after your engineering i mean uh, you you took up a job right i mean you uh, what did you do i, I mean you No yeah. I did an MBA because that was the norm saying that if you are a topper and you are uh, and you want to you know so you had the certain set of formula which people were following at that point of time So you did and, your engin- uh, you did your engineering and then you did your MBA yeah. and then and I was working through it you know because I was on a scholarship I uh, was hosting a television show which was a, a business program uh, on Doordarshan in Orissa where I did my engineering that's where I come from um so i had the sense of you know literally uh, you know carving out my journey very differently from what was expected so i always had one foot in this boat and the other in the so this whole thing of uh, being some kind of a not a media but i was always in touch with an audience in some way or the other despite being a student so i in a sense literally worked my way to bombay because i knew that was bombay or mumbai or bombay then was it uh, yeah so yeah long time back so let me <laughs> just underline the fact that i'm not that young but actually you i'm a musician you, you so don't look old you look I'm, you're still very young yeah yeah i like to think that musicians don't have any age in any case but uh, i w- found my way to bombay literally because i knew that uh, this is where i could possibly pursue my dreams in both ways Uh, it was the only city outside of pune where i also studied uh, did you know where i felt safe as a woman where i felt that i was not caught up with the idea of coming home by 6:30 uh, you know and then you know parking myself here to feel mumbai mumbai is probably yet the only city in the country where you can walk out at any time and not necessarily feel that uh, you need to watch your back so that's something very special about the city and that's the reason why i found my way here and i said i will parallelly i'll keep my job because you need to uh, fend for yourself and i don't have any dukhiyari story of sleeping so in the railway station what what you work for some company or something what were you doing yes i was a brand manager i was one of the first uh, women recruits in the sales functions of Ma- uh, sales function of marico uh, which never hired women in the sales and marketing and i was possibly the uh, the you know first of, i think the first in the sales uh this thing it's a fairly big company and an fncg company so very yeah, aggressive Marico, I mean, in fact you say marico uh, i think two weeks from now i mean my guest is harsh mariwala so mm. yeah so you must ask him about me he knows i will i will and it was a rare it was a rare place when you know i decided to take a sabbatical which never happens because i i put in my papers i was doing very well um, in the company and i had been given greater responsibilities than my age or my particular seniority um and uh, the day i put in my papers i remember very rarely a harsh mariwala i'll call a young brand manager into his room to try and tell him or which her not to leave which year was this uh this was 2004 uh was rajesh no, jajuri no, no 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 sorry this was 2005 2005 late okay okay yeah. so uh, he asked me i mean i had in fact submitted a business plan for a upcoming project on my own initiative which you know just in this first uh, initial 3 years of projections was looking very promising and i had been given this opportunity to completely run that project without anybody interfering and there were a lot of lucrative op- opportunities that were being dangled as carrots but i was very clear that i had to literally you know uh, destroy that escape button and say i want to quit i don't want to continue doing this parallelly because i had been pursuing music and marico had allowed me to even sing professionally in studios for jingles and you know they had given me that leeway but when i told harsh that i am i'm very very i made up my mind and there's no way i'm going to change it i got one of the rarest uh, uh, opportunities which indian corporates don't normally offer 
I was given a sabbatical for a year, saying that you can keep your job and uh, you can pursue your passion, and we feel you might want to come back. And that was the belief. Uh, yeah. I never came back, but I was. I am yet in touch with a lot of my friends, and you know, you make some of your best friends in the first few years as a working professional. So, Yamariko yeah, is always special to me. Okay, and and. Uh... When did when did you move to music? I mean, I, uh, when I say move to music, I mean when did you do your first big album? You Or know, I started working album? on my album uh, while I was in Mariko, and uh, my bosses knew about it. And uh, in fact, um, you know, Virgin Music, which was a label at that time, which had shut down Virgin EMI, as well as HMV Saregama, had uh, offered me a album deal. Uh, they wanted me to, and so I was working on my music. In any case, in a very professional way, um, not just you know, kid dimag me tha. I was working on my music at that time. I had made a demo. I had saved up. I put all my money into the creating of my, you know, and because I was very clear that I didn't want to start off by looking for a break uh, as a playback singer, because at that point of time, the music directors who were around were the Anu Maliks and you know a lot of the old world which. Uh, in uh, and the stories were pretty strange, and it was very clear that uh, you need to, you know, you need to be uh, well talented for sure. You couldn't just get away by not singing. But there were also lots, lot other, uh, you know, efforts required on your part to endear yourself to the system to get in. And I was, I somehow felt my voice in any case had. There was no message from the uh, industry saying that they were looking out for an unusual voice like me because it was pretty standard then. You needed to sound like a coil, crystalline, beautiful, sweet voice, and then you you get cast. Otherwise, you were uh, you know it was your fate to sing item numbers. And somehow I didn't want to be pigeonholed. I was like, I have lots more to say than sing somebody else's song, and just think it's a big achievement. I, you know, I understand that playback music gives you the biggest reach, and I, I'm very grateful for all the wonderful songs that I've sung in films. But thankfully, I sung them at a time where I'd already established what, I mean, what I was as a vocalist, or what my brand was, which was not a certain kind of a sweet, you know, certain kind of a voice which people were used to in terms of a lead voice. Fortunately, by the time Ambar Sariya or Jia Lagena or Bedardi Raja or all the other songs that I sang, Nena came out. You know, yeah. things had changed. We had gone through a trans- transition where voices like mine, Shilpa Rao, in a sense, not the conventional heroine voices. And in any case, uh, sure. there are no heroines singing anymore. If you've noticed, it's yeah. the heroes doing the item numbers, showing their six packs. They are the ones who are propped up. In every scenario, be it romantic, be it heartbreak, be it dancing, it's mostly the guys. And uh, in the last ten years, that wasn't the case earlier, right? It in, wasn't. Uh, in the, it wasn't. It, it wasn't in seventies and all. I remember it was like almost equal. Seventies, eighties. I mean, to that extent, the nineties. So I mean, it's shocking. That tells that you I'm more, old. That tells you I'm old. <laughs> not at all. I think uh, you know it's very important to state that. People like to wear these uh, uh, glasses, you know, of saying, "Oh, in that era, and we have progressed. We become so modern. Women are swearing, smoking, drinking, and you know, there are masturbation scenes, and that's an epitome of all the, uh, you know, modernity." That the, the truth is that we seem to have, at least in our industry, we seem to have regressed as we have progressed. It's very clear from the kind of roles uh, or the role that uh, women actors. I mean, it's become more and more decorative as it has gone. So I want the... to ask you a question. I want to uh, you uh, sort of created your own identity. You have your own band, also, right? I mean, you have your own band. What What is stopping? Because I'm sure there are a lot other talented people as well, and and like you said, they aren't getting the kind of either recognition or reward or the opportunity that they should be getting uh, to create many. Sona Mahapatras or many individual iconic uh, women singers in this country. So, what's stopping? What's restricting these people to go out and, uh, like you, set up your own band to do things on their own? I'm just asking you. What? What? What do you think? I think people are doing. There's a lot of interesting young women who are doing incredible stuff. They're writing. There are many more writers right now in the industry that are women. There are many more who are creeping up. You know, it's in in fact. 
I keep saying the Me Too movement in the West worked because the trenches were full of women. It was not just the just the faces and the actors that uh, you know create a groundswell in a sense. And when a movement like this happens, so in India also, I think things are changing. Uh, there are women who are putting themselves out there, and but you know, you need to seek allies, and allies are just as important as our opportunities. Uh, and it's very important for everybody who is watching the pop. Uh, the 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 mainstream space or the popular culture space uh, to call out things when they see them and for example i keep telling everybody do do the simple test if you think i'm complaining listen to the radio for an hour and out of the 20 songs you listen to if you can find two songs out of those 20 with a significant female voice in it that means it's two out of 20 it's not even close i mean I, everywhere you know when you have a lineup when the concerts used to happen here the big ones the big ticket ones uh you know a cold play came to india um when you see that there are no musicians on stage and you have actors miming and pretending to be rock stars you have shraddha uh, kapoor i think farhan akhtar you have all these people lining up sonakshi sinha suddenly they are representing even the musician fraternity for some reason when it comes to the big ticket events i think it's for the audience to like just scream the heads down including the media you know uh, ed sheeran but comes and that that's happened across right i mean i remember when i was uh, when i was growing up and you had models now the models jobs has been taken over by the cricketers or film stars and now musicians jobs are being taken over but i'm sorry yeah, to say uh, it's I a false equivalence it's a false equivalence because all said and done one question which kept coming to me i mean many kilos before this i was always hatta katta but not as much as i am आप मॉडलिंग क्यों नहीं करते आप एक्टिंग क्यों नहीं करते हैं माई थिंग इज दैट इज बेसिस वॉट हैव यू सीन मी एक्ट हैव यू सीन मी इट्स बेसिस हाउ यू लुक आप गोरे दिख रहे हो आप बाल चमकते हुए दिख रहे हैं इट्स वेन यू से मॉडल्स बींग रिप्लेस बाई एक्टर्स विथ ड्यू सिंपतीज एंड एम्पतीज टू द मॉडलिंग फ्रटर्निटी इट इज स्टिल अबाउट आई डोंट थिंक इट्स अ क्राफ्ट दे लर्न फ्रॉम चाइल्डहुड यू नो इट्स नॉट अबाउट नॉट अ साधना दैट वी डिड बिकॉज इंडियन म्यूजिक इज वेरी कॉम्प्लेक्स i have spent 20 years trying to and still you know i'm still a student so it's not the same as the actors taking over the models i'm sorry to say musicians uh i think do play a very very uh, special role and it's it's heartbreaking when you see and straight forward you know i have been asked to come and open the concerts of actors thinking they're giving me this great opportunity and i'm like no I, you know in the chain of uh how i see it mine is a fairly much more superior skill however immodest this sounds and i will not uh, open for you or be the one who will i cannot pretend to be that modest it's just not it's not in me you know to say so you're listening to a sojcast original original after this browse a lineup on the sojcast app maybe another soj will capture your imagination there Now let's get back to this sojcast. Everything you said, I think uh, you made your point and you articulated it so well. Uh, I, I want to ask you which is your favorite work of your own because I'm just trying to uh, uh, take as much as possible within the time that I have. So I want to, which of all the work that you've done, which are you most proud of? Song, you know, I, 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 it's very difficult to choose, but all the dots would connect. If you see this video that I put out in the beginning of my career called Ajave, you know, Ajave, 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 Ja. Gana ye hai agar aap pehchano uska video agar jaake dekho, you'd say that uh, it's like no other video, and it has held the uh, stood the test of time. It's timeless because, uh, okay, interestingly, can you sing a little more? Can you sing a second verse of the same just so that? तो ये इस वीडियो में मैं गा के सुनाऊंगी राज बट इस वीडियो में अभी तो यू नो राजकुमार राव बहुत बड़े एक्टर हो गए हैं देर इज विजय कुमार देर आर सम वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग एफ टी आई स्टूडेंट्स जस्ट स्टूडेंट्स देन बट आई हैड सोल्ड माय फर्स्ट सेंट्रो कार विच वॉज ऑन एन ई एम आई एट दैट टाइम टू फंड दैट वीडियो एंड टू डू इट ऑन माई टर्म्स यू नो इट वॉज बेसी इट्स अराउंड द विलेजेस ऑफ महाराष्ट्र and people out here like i remember vishal dadlani telling me gana itna super hit hai itna beautiful production hai it's such a banger but if you had shot it more modern you know with uh, people dancing and all that in bombay uh, or bhi bada hit hota and i was like you know uh, 
I w- I'm not sure of that because that would be like many other uh, dance songs out there. But this has stood the test of time and Kaake Sunati Hoon. And it's got a lot of layers even in the lyrics if you can make out. People think it's a Sufiana song, it's a love song, it's a general fun song. But uh, it's a challenge in fact, you know. I think the atheists would also connect to the fact that I'm just saying, are you really out there? If you're out there, why don't you come down and dance with me or answer some of my questions? So there are a lot of layers to the song. But it's a fun Sunati. one. Ajave, ajave, ajabhi ja. Ajave, ajave, ajabhi ja. Betha kyon badal piche, ik bar tu ake niche. Haan mujh se aankh mila, ajave, ajao, ajaha. Hey, ajao, ajaha. Ajave, ajave, ajabhi ja. So this video was directed awesome, by this awesome. friend of mine. Thank you. Called Deepthi Gupta. But to answer your question, and she's a cinematographer and we've been like the best of friends. And we went on this journey to shoot a, uh, a film because I was seeing all doors shutting down for me, uh, for being the woman I am, speaking my mind, doing what I please. And that did not endear myself. Uh, I didn't endear myself to the industry clearly. And I said, okay, now you're going to make sure that I'm out of work. That's not going to happen in a hurry. I'm going to make my own film. So it's going to be my kind of a film. So we made this film, which ultimately got, uh, it at that, at that point of time, it was Lal Pari Mastani. It combines all my love for travel, the stage, uh, the history of our country, as well as the glorious uh, uh, musical heritage uh, from, you know, and so be it Kabir to Amir Khusro to Mirabai, all my heroes. I, I, you know, try and pursue them in their places of, uh, you know, where they were, you know, living all those centuries ago. And so this film is, in a sense, a love letter to the country um, and covered more than 17, 18 cities and towns and took four years and 300 hours of footage. And finally, Lalpari Mastani, as it was called, which was a search for this red spirit that it's a moniker that my uh, fans know me by for over a decade and a half. But then it became Shut Up Sona because my life seemed to uh, have so much of other masala happening in the four years of the shoot that we realized it was not only going to be about travel, music, history and love. It's also about the discomfort that a large part of the country has with women like me, you know. And I'm very constantly told to shut up. And uh, well, it's done a great festival round and it actually carries a lot of my music, which most people will not hear me, like, you know, I I talk about uh, uh, the musical heritage and uh, very rarely you would see that in the, you know, the mainstream releases that you put out. For example, I'll just tell you, Raj, um, that there's this song from uh, a Hindi film, which is my favorite uh, because it is as ridiculously complex as five rags in one song. And um, it's uh, composed by Adi Narayan Rao. And in this film, in a sense, I could give a glimpse into what happens behind the stage when you go for a huge concert, which is crazy in in a country like ours, because demographically it keeps changing and you have to keep customizing what you are saying and how you are singing and what you're singing, because I don't do a copy-paste Bollywood hit show. I like to do an ode to Bihar and Dinkar and, uh, you know, Bhikari uh, uh, Thakur. Uh, when I go to Bihar, I like to go and completely change the narrative when I go to Kerala. So it's a lot of effort when it comes to the stagecraft. But the film captures that and this song, because you know, I thought we should give a relief from all this yapping that I'm doing, yes. um, is my favorite. And I thought I'll sing it for you because I just remembered it. The film was released but um, there's a lot of music in the film which you would never normally associate with me. So, I just think, I hope it gets released in India quickly enough. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a music Are documentary. Are you going to sing it? Do you want me to? Yes, please. <laughs> you know what happens, Raj, when you vanish from the scene and I'm just talking to myself, I get, in fact, quite frazzled. Okay, okay, I'll so be I'm there. I'm going to speak be. more then, you know. Okay. Or if we are both together, it's fine. So, let yeah. me do this. This song is... मेरे बचपन का फेवरेट है मैं शायद अभी गा भी नहीं पाऊं ठीक से बिकॉज़ ये रियाजी गाना है यू हैव टू बी इन लाइक कांस्टेंट रियाज फॉर दिस एंड द लास्ट फ्यू मंथ्स हैव बीन द केस फॉर मी रूट नोट क्या है दैट्स द थिंग अबाउट अस 
लो छोड़ो बोले कोयलिया बोले कोयलिया कुंज कुंज में भवरे डोले गुनगुन बोले कुहु बोले कोयलिया श्रृंगार ऋतु आई बसंती जैसे नारे कवि हो रसवंती डाली डाली कलियों पे तितलियां झूमे फूल फूल पंखुड़िया खोले घूंघट खोले जरूरत है मेरी ऐसे सड़े हुए माइक पे गा रही हूँ बट But the point I want राज ने बादरिया का शाम शाम रस चूम लिया हो चोरी चोरी मन पंछी उड़े उड़े लिरिक्स बट हर अंतरा में राग बदलता है इट एंड्स इन यमन एंड द कॉम्प्लेक्सिटी इज विदाउट म्यूजिकल इंस्ट्रूमेंट टू गिव यू द रूट नोट हाउ यू लैंड ऑन द रूट स्केल एंड नॉट चेंज द स्केल ऑफ द सॉन्ग एंड ऐसे गाने बनते थे हमारे मेन स्ट्रीम में नहीं मगर रोंगठे खड़े हो गए right now the struggle uh, that i can understand in the country because while the politics uh, seems to be about eco chambers and you know it's actually so polarized and for any kind of an artist deeply disturbing because for me at one end i can understand this need for um, you know protecting our civilizational uh, heritage and keeping uh, what is unique having a sense and you know and, and holding on to it and uh, having pride in it and then the other side of it is not to get so carried away to make it about hating in any way and you know what opened my eyes raj it was a couple of years ago i watched the stand up act um called uh, latin history for morons it's by this guy called uh, john leguizamo i don't pronounce him right but you know it's you can if you just go and do a search for latin history for morons you will see this act of his where he comes uh, from uh, you know the mayan aztec origins uh, when it comes to latin america and he's of course an american right now and it's all beautifully it's a two hour show which i think is also there on netflix but it just made me wonder about why there is so much of anger and disturbance even in my country right now when it comes to the civilizational pride and i think it's very important for me as an artist to even understand it i just naturally felt that when i started my show uh in the biggest of stages even in the most fancy of metros and gurgaon and bombay and delhi and bangalore i would start it with a note to shiv shakti you know gai jag mangal gaan shiv parvati ka milan mahan i never felt it was a religious thing i never felt it was about uh, <laughs> you know a political thing it was about pride in the fact that i come from this culture this is the music of my land and i don't have to come across as what you see as trendy as modern i mean as modern and cool i can as i can be it's me you know that's where yeah. i that's how in modest you can you can get away from your roots but i couldn't understand why a lot of people living in my uh, you know around me would find that very uncool or the fact that i wear a little bindi or i I like to mix things up, and I would like to. I wear my desi roots on my, you know. I I enjoy flaunting it, and I realize this deracination, this concept of, you know, uh, shame about 
uh, where we come from is also very true uh, real thing because i have uh, young kids i uh, have interacted with over the years and especially in the metros and the circles we are living in it's almost cool to say we don't listen to hindi music we don't i mean yeah that's not cool and i am seeing this only from this perspective and i feel when i watch this uh, john do this act to our act about how the latin culture was completely eradicated and those you know and they become invisible in their own land you know the uh, the indigenous people of america uh, and they had so much to offer to the modern culture you know i feel we are a very rare country that has managed to survive centuries of you know uh so many invaders so many changes and we are a plural country that is what we all take pride in but at the you know being plural at the cost of uh what is the core of what we are as indians it's something to be concerned about and i haven't ra- unraveled or figured it all out but i'm in a process of learning and i uh, you know in during the pandemic especially started tuning into a lot of podcasts you know you have such incredible minds out there who are economists historians uh people with a, a very high degree of depth in what they're you know and i think i hope to learn more but i refuse to be pegged into you know choose a side and then everything this side says is right and everything the other side does is evil i refuse to be uh, boxed there you're listening to a sojcast original original after this browse a lineup on the sojcast app maybe another soj will capture your imagination there now let's get back to this sojcast where did this whole thing about uh, you know you being so socially conscious side of you where did it come from i would know i just like to think that uh, uh, i was always i think i as a child itself i had a justice bent in any case i, I get, hear stories of this uh, side of me from family it wasn't it didn't i don't think i endured myself to any authority figure ever in my family's case it was my dad i always questioned him i got thrashed i didn't like the fact in simple words i mean the fact that it was assumed that uh, he had the upper hand on my mother or he could boss her around or he expected uh, his tolia and uh, clothes to be kept out while my mother was a working mother these things just didn't didn't go down well with me even when i was 5 years old i remember getting into trouble and there are stories of me in the family that you know i i would question always i didn't assume that we have to be respectful because it is your parent i would say i would question and why shouldn't we question and as a culture actually i don't think we are a culture that encourages questioning and uh, i think the internet has changed all that anonymity yeah. has changed all that the trolls are doing a bit too much of that bullshit also because <laughs> now there is this whole <laughs> yeah too much of that uh, yeah but uh, So, I've so, always been this person. I don't think there was any yeah, turning you, point. Yeah, you, you, you quickly touched upon your mother. So, you know, and you said she was working. But what was your mother doing? Your father, you said, was a naval officer. My mother uh, was a, a physics national scholar to start with, and she was, um, you know, as educated as my father. But chose to take her career took a, a you know, backseat uh, because that's what happened uh, in. families in those days many a time so she left uh, many lucrative offers to become largely the homemaker but constantly uh, had to supplement the uh, family income so in the first few years after that didn't seem to work out because foji uh, households with three kids and additional you know in-laws and my father was the eldest so a lot of responsibilities my mother had to go out to work so it was not that she was doing it shockia or for the cause of feminism or independence and she for the largest part i remember kept a job she was a teacher then a in and she used to teach uh, higher uh, classes you know the 11th and 12th physics uh, she used to teach in colleges and when she couldn't keep up with that because my father used to keep changing classes uh, she stuck a, a school uh, teacher's job but she used to wake up at 4 o'clock cook all the meals pack all our lunches uh went for her job made sure that she uh, made sure my father was comfortable was at home to entertain his friends his bosses 
I think my mother literally lived three lifetimes in one. I mean, I haven't seen somebody work as hard as her. And uh, uh, she's a weak spot and she literally guides this sense of, you know, things <laughs> ought to be fairer. Ought to be fairer is something that drives me. And uh, I, naive as it might sound, even at this age, I essentially believe the world is meant to be a fairer place. And if it's not, we need to wake up every day and, you know, like fight the good fight. And a uh, lot of us have taken that, I think, a bit too seriously when we think it's all going to happen on Twitter. Uh, I don't think it's all happening on Twitter. India doesn't reside in Twitter to start with. You know, itna to mujhe pata hai. that's not the real India. That, that's true. I mean, uh, and you mentioned three children. So you got uh, two siblings, right? Yeah, I have an elder sister and I have a younger sister. And, and what, did, uh, what did they do? I mean... My elder sister is a, a consultant. Um, she uh, is a single mother and she is one of the kindest, most generous people I know. I, she's the one I count on for any uh, plug-in back to a normal social life. Because here I'm working 24-7 and Bombay is all about work and Madhumita is the sister. She was, you know, Oracle, Ernst and Young. Now she's Microsoft and she's a, a working woman. And uh, my younger sister... Is Pratichi. She lives in Bombay. Um, she was part of the girl band Viva, you know, when uh, oh. Channel V had that reality show thing. The first one, so, the first one or the second one? The first one. Yeah, oh, I, the first I, I, one. I, I was working in Star TV that time. I marketed that whole uh, band. Oh my God. So the first one, the uh, the five girls. She yeah. was one, five or four. I, I just mixed up. Yeah. She started with that, although she was a very reluctant, uh, you know, I had dragged her literally to the auditions there and we both got selected and I never saw myself to be one of those people who will be in a reality TV pop star group and she went on to join the group uh, and uh, yeah and she's she's branched out she's doing other things now she's also had to deal with a lot of uh, I mean she went through two terrifying uh, phases of cancer so she's fought it back uh, you know and she's on the mend right now. So, yeah, she lives in Bombay and my other sister lives in Hyderabad, but uh, my parents live in Pune. So, it's... Yeah, and my... I, 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 I have a lot of extended family in Orissa. I've never lived in Orissa, but uh, if there are any Odias uh, watching in, you know, when they come after me for mispronouncing Odia words in the songs, I keep saying that, okay, I'll try and get better, but you know what? You're not going to stop me from singing Odia songs because I just think... Uh, those are my roots. I choose to celebrate them, even if it is a, you know, ek ho jati hai. but uh, I think the youth gives me a lot of love. So I have a lot of hope yet. Yeah. And uh, quickly, I mean, we got very few, uh, very little time. So tell me, uh, how did your, uh, uh, you married Ram and how did that happen? How did that happen? Oh, abhi bahut purani kahani. <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I think Ram and me, um, uh, met over music. We live with music and I mean, we are like, I just feel nothing has changed, you know. It's it's really like the biggest blessing uh, I could have had or the greatest gift I could have had uh, because Ram is not just a partner. Um, I, I think he, he was in the industry long before me. He's quite the nerd. He Like today, Ram introduced me to a podcast and he keeps doing that. And I was telling podcasts have become like the staple for us. And he's the one who brings in a lot of interesting new information into my life because he's quite the nerd. And though I say so myself, quite the genius. Uh, I'm pretty much in awe of him. And I think uh, he knows very well that that's a good way to keep me interested because I'm quite the information <laughs> junkie or I, I love learning. And Ram is like the perfect, uh, I would like to think. I call him Google Ram. Ram ko kuch bhi pucho, uska kya memory. I mean, he... I will struggle with names. I'll have general concepts and ideas and instincts that guide me. Ram can rattle off names from any century about just about anything. And, uh, you know, sometimes people have this uh, articulation which can completely uh, make you gobsmacked. He's one of them. And I, I feel that's what we've been together for more than 16 years. And uh, I think I'm his biggest fan. So <laughs> I'm sure he's listening to this and is. Feeling on top no, of he, he he doesn't plug into. He's not plugged in in the. I mean, Bade reluctantly joined social media uh, a couple of years ago, and he was putting up some very ridiculous. I mean, most of them were, uh, I think, posts about uh, how you know crazy I am when it comes to this world. 
but uh, yeah he he's 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 in his cave you know he's mostly uh, you know creating or uh, writing yeah. or many very few people know that most of the songs uh, ram is the one who writes the hooks he is just not somebody who composes he records he arranges he he does things from scratch and when he makes a background score it's like he doesn't assemble 20 people to do it like most people do he likes to do everything himself so yeah i'm sounding like a fan girl but i think i am so <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay before i let you go i mean we are not in uh... each other's hair that's the other thing people ask me raj the thing is i have been living in goa for the large part of the pandemic he's in bombay because he's setting up a brand new project uh i really revel in the last 10 years i talk about it everywhere i take solo trips all the time i think it's very very important that uh, we are not in each other's hair and when we are together it's like fresh and new so anybody listening in know that i'm not this uh, doting wife i mean i'm doting but we don't spend 24/7 time together and i think that's the key to everything yeah i believe that's the, the biggest uh, success to a relationship is when you give each other some space i think uh, so before yeah. I, before I, before i let you go i'm going to ask you Uh, anything you want to specifically tell all the audience now anything specific no i i i specific to main aapko bataungi raj i was very wary of coming on to this podcast i really thought i had nothing to say right now i'm going through a phase where i'm trying to completely keep myself blank focus only on the music and the few tweets i write are no indication of how my day goes because i have chosen to right now in fact disconnect and as a uh, artist sometimes you even go through this phase of an imposter syndrome and that's what i was feeling today i said okay do i have anything to say of any worth to anybody today on this podcast you know, I because i don't think for so. another hour with you i could go for another hour with you if i had the time <laughs> so i honestly felt i would have nothing of any worth to share today because i've been in this very internal quiet happy uh, and my own space and i am uh, learning how to play the piano i am trying to push myself it's very difficult because at this age muscle memory but i just keep thinking parents who keep pushing their kids to learn new things you know should just let them be and pick up a skill themselves it's not that your time is up you don't have to park all your dreams on others that's something i'd like to tell people who are listening that just came from nowhere actually and uh, yeah and i have a the one thing i would like people to say is don't judge anybody uh they don't judge a book by its cover or definitely not by a tweet you know you cannot call somebody a islamophobe or this or a that or a whatever else which i got called in two days ago because i stood for that farm laws like i made the effort not to write two tweets i actually try and put my thoughts down i actually wrote a 2000 words piece but they culled it down to 800 words sadly and a lot of material always gets lost when that kind of editing happens I said I, you know, made the effort and did the hard uh, haul of writing what I felt, and I'm I am happy to be uh, corrected. I'm happy to go back and say I didn't understand this aspect. Let me correct myself. But people who feel they know it all because they have just decided and made up their minds, you guys are in trouble because uh, there is no there is no redemption there because I've had several of my friends who have in a yeah. sense cancelled me. and you are the people calling uh, the prime minister fascist i mean your behavior is just equally so i feel you know so, uh, so i now, just think yeah. there are many layers and many yeah. shades to people yeah we we are running out of time and i would have loved to continue this conversation with you i don't mind doing uh, another episode all uh, speaking on whole lot of issues i would have actually wanted to ask you but you know uh, you are, you you speak from your heart and you are so passionate so i didn't want to stop you anywhere and uh, but i enjoyed this session thank you so much for uh, coming on this live chat and for, uh, we are running out of time so we have to cut this short and uh, before you go i'm going to ask you sing one phrase from ambar sariya ambar sariya i would push you to come up with a more uh, not such an obvious choice okay uh, you choose because you know your music better No, I I let leave our audience on a high note. I'll sing this for you of course, but I'll end it with a, a few lines of Baba Bullesha because uh, uh he was the perfect epitome of love, you know, total surrender. Very true. Me mare phere paas aane ko mere gali me mare phere paas aane ko mere 
कभी परखता नैन मेरे तू कभी परखता तोर अंबर सरिया मुंडिया वे कचिया कलिया ना तोड़ तेरी माने स्टॉकिंग इज नॉट गुड दो इस गाने में बड़ा सारा स्टॉकिंग है तेरे इश्क नचाया तेरे इश्क नचाया करके थैया वे थैया जल्दी आ जावे तभी बा जल्दी आ जावे तभी बा जल्दी आ जावे तभी बा लेके मैं मर गैया अभिदास जी ने इसी लाइंस को ये मेरा गाना है कपलेट्स आर फ्रॉम बाबा बुलेशा पर शी हैज संग इट आई हर्ड हर वर्जन टुडे आफ्टर सो मेनी इयर्स तेरे इश्क नचाया करके थैया वे थैया छेती बाड़ी वे तबीबा नहीं ते मैं मर गैया ऐसे कुछ है बट तबीबा मीन्स डॉक्टर इन दैट एंशियंट पंजाबी विच आई डिस्कवर्ड कपल ऑफ डेज अगो एंड आई थिंक दैट सच अ ब्यूटी इन दिस लैंग्वेज I hope we celebrate all languages and all kinds of music and yes. uh, not just filmy music. Yeah. That's all I'd like to yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you like so it. much. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you, Sona. It was wonderful, wonderful speaking to you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast. अपनी सोच दुनिया को सुनाओ सोच का